Citizens Advice Pembrokeshire weekly update on Pure West Radio. Yes, it is that time of week where we catch up with Citizens Advice Bureau Pembrokeshire to give you the direct information from questions you've put to the uh, the people that really are in the know. And I'm delighted to be joined uh, by uh, Belinda Owen, the Advice Session Supervisor of the Citizens Advice Bureau Pembrokeshire here this afternoon on Pure West Radio. Afternoon, Belinda. Hi, hi there, Toby. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's fabulous to have you back with us. And uh, we've had lots of questions sent in from our listeners, which is fantastic. We'll uh, get cracking with those in just a few moments. So, Belinda, tell us a little bit about the Citizens Advice Service. Okay. Well, if anybody hasn't heard one of the, the updates that we've done, and I think we're in our third week now, just, just to tell you that in Pembrokeshire, we do have offices in Haverford West and Pembroke Dock. Um, usually we'd have outreaches in other parts of the county, but of course, with the current COVID-19 restrictions, all our drop-in sessions and face-to-face appointments, all outreach sessions are currently closed. Um, however, as I said last time, I really want to reassure people that we are still giving advice and we're doing that largely by phone and email. So I'm one of a team of supervisors who are currently um, working from home across the county. Um, not sure if your listeners realise that Pembrokeshire Citizens Advice is a charity. Uh, we normally rely on a large team of wonderful volunteers and they provide advice uh, services across the county. So, Toby, I hope you don't mind. I'd like to just take this opportunity to thank all of our volunteers for giving their time to help and support other people and to say that we are very much missing them. I could imagine, and uh, no problem at all there, Belinda. It's uh, an absolute pleasure to allow you to thank them and uh, all of the wonderful work that they do for so many people here in Pembrokeshire. Uh, So we'll kick off uh, with uh, some uh, very good questions, actually, from our listeners in just a moment. So what's been going on uh, at uh, Citizens Advice Bureau since uh, mid-March? I mean, lots of people's working life has changed dramatically, hasn't it, Belinda? Well, the the landscape is unrecognisable, Toby, if if I'm honest. Mm, Um, Yes, since mid-March, most people have had their working lives changed by what seem like constantly changing policies. So those who continue to attend work through some very difficult times have found their workplaces and their jobs transformed by these new practices, by the requirement to keep a safe distance, wear protective clothing, masks, wash and sanitise their hands regularly. And many of us, as I've already said, including me, uh, have been working from home and many other people have been furloughed. They certainly have. So what does being furloughed if you can't work actually mean? Okay, yeah, this is a new term for many of us. If your work has shut down or if there's no work because of coronavirus, then your employer might be using something called the Coronavirus Job Retention Scheme in order to pay you. And that's what's known as being furloughed. So your employer would apply to the job coronavirus job retention scheme. That would allow you to be paid 80% of your normal pay up to a maximum of £2,500 a month. Now, this is going to continue until the end of October, unless, of course, you return to work before then. So originally, you couldn't be asked to do any work while you, your employer had furloughed you, but you could have worked for somebody else. This has now changed, and employers, employees can be furloughed full-time or part-time. So, for example, you could work three days a week, 
and be furloughed for the other two days a week. So you'd be paid in full for the days you're working, but you'd be paid the relevant furlough rate for the other days, which, as I said at the moment, is 80%. Superb. Uh, I think you explained that uh... Perfectly well there, Belinda, right on point. So let's get uh, uh, cracking with a few questions that we've uh, had from our listeners. Uh, first up, uh, David in Haverford West asked, uh, I'm wanting to work more hours than my boss is letting me as I'm still partly furlough. Uh, is there anything I can do about this? Right, OK, um, David, we, we have had a number of questions like this. So from the 1st of July, employers have been able to flexibly furlough employees. So as I've just said, this means they can bring employees back to work for any amount of time and on any shift pattern. So if your employer flexibly furloughs you, they have to agree that with you. They have to confirm the new furlough arrangement in writing and it has to be consistent with employment equality and discrimination laws. They have to keep a, a written record of that agreement for five years, and they keep a record of how many hours you work and how many hours you were actually furloughed. That's not working. So employers don't need to place all their employees on furlough, and they, they can continue to fully furlough employees if they wish, but you can't undertake any work for your employer during the time that is recorded as you being on furlough. So, David, I'd suggest that you talk to your employer about this particular arrangement. And if, having done that, you still need advice, then the best thing to do is, is to get in touch with us directly. And we're going to give the numbers, I think, at the end of, the, at the end of this. Yes, we certainly will, Belinda. Excellent question there, David. Uh, also, which employees can be furloughed now? How does that work? Okay, so um, to be furloughed now, you could only be furloughed if you've already been furloughed prior to the 11th of June 2020, unless, there's always an exception to these rules, you're returning from maternity leave, adoption leave, paternity leave, shared parental leave, or parental bereavement leave, or, and I struggle saying this, so I may get it wrong, if you're a returning military reservist and meet the requirements. Those are the only people that can be furloughed now. thing to remember here is being furloughed means not working. If you're working from home, you should get your normal pay from your employer. OK, good stuff. Uh, what about if you are self-employed? Yeah, if you're self-employed, there's, there's a different government scheme available called the Self-Employed Income Support Scheme. They all have these jolly little titles. If your business has been affected by coronavirus then you might be able to get some money from the government. So, for example, if you've lost out on some income because of the coronavirus or if you had to stop working to look after someone as well. So under this scheme, you could get 80% of your average profits. Again, there's a maximum. It's up to £2,500 a month from the government. And initially, if you were eligible, you could get money to cover lost income for three months, but you only had until the 13th of July this year to apply. If your business is still affected by coronavirus in August, then you'll be able to apply to the scheme again. And importantly, you'll be able to apply even if you didn't apply for a first payment. You don't have to pay this money back, but you do pay tax on it. So to qualify for this, your self-employed profits mustn't be more than £50,000 a year, but they must make up at least half of your total income. So the government will look at your tax returns to see if you're eligible. And if you're not sure, you need to check the rules on 
www.gov.uk. You will have to have been affected by the coronavirus uh, epidemic to, to qualify, but crucially, you don't need to give any evidence of this when you apply. You will have to have done self-employed work in the tax year 2019-2020, so that's up to April of this year, and to be planning to do self-employed work in the tax year April 20 to April 21. You probably need to have done some self-employed work in the previous tax year and submitted your tax return. So if you didn't do self-employed work in 2018-19, you will need to check those scheme rules I've just mentioned on gov.uk. Okay, Belinda, I think we've uh, covered that off nicely. Uh, We've received another question uh, from a listener. Uh, Leon in Milford Haven, who actually was tuned in last week and uh, popped this in uh, pretty soon after. Uh, He said, I'm self-employed and I've not received a letter or a phone call from HMRC about the grant scheme money. Is there a way I can check if I'm eligible? Right, okay. Um, Leon, the scheme is now closed to new claims for the first grant. So if you did apply for the first grant, but you're still waiting for a response, I'd suggest you contact HMRC directly. Um, If you've got access to the internet, you can do that again via gov.uk, search for self-employed income support scheme, and from there you can use their web chat to actually contact them or phone them, and the telephone number is, is on that web page. And they're open Monday to Friday, 8 till 4. As I mentioned, the scheme has been extended. So if, if you were eligible for the first grant and can confirm to HMRC that your business has been adversely affected on or after the 14th of July, then you can make a claim for a second grant from the 17th of August. But Leon, you can make a claim for the second and final grant if you're eligible, even if you didn't make a claim for the first grant. The scheme allows you to claim a second and finable taxable grant and it's worth 70% of your average monthly trading profits. It's paid in a single instalment, it covers a three-month period, but this one is capped at 6570 But Leon, the online service is not available yet. HMRC will contact you if you're eligible for this second grant. Great stuff. Thanks, Belinda. Um, what is the situation for people returning to work who received a letter telling them to shield because they're extremely vulnerable? So, as with a lot of things, the situation in Wales is very different from the situation in England. So it's very easy to, to get the wrong information and get confused. So the Welsh Government believe that shielding is still the best way for those in the highest risk group to stay safe from coronavirus. If infection rates in Wales continue to fall, then the government have said they will look to pause shielding from the 16th of August. The Chief Medical Officer for Wales would write to everyone who is shielding before then and advise them what to do next. So in Wales, people who are shielding have been told not to go to their place of work if this is outside their home. They should only work if they can work from home if they are shielding. So the advice is to show your shielding letter, either from the Chief Medical Officer for Wales or from your GP, to your employer. But you should not go to your normal place of work. You need to work at home until the 16th of August, if you can do so. And you don't need to get a fit note from your GP. So the rules say that your employer can furlough you if you or someone you live with is extremely vulnerable and following the guidance to shield. But you're also entitled to statutory sick pay if you're shielding, which I know Joe talked about last week. 
Some employers also pay extra sick pay. It just depends on what it says in your contract, really. So talk to your employer if you're thinking of claiming sick pay instead of being furloughed. But as it stands now, after the 16th of August, if you're currently shielding, you should be able to return to work if infection rates remain low in Wales and if your workplace is COVID secure. Your employer should help you to transition back to work safely and must take all reasonable measures to minimise exposure to coronavirus. By, for example, ensuring a two-metre distance is maintained between workers in the workplace. The Welsh Government actually has already issued guidance to employers on taking measures to make the workplace safe. If you need any further help with this, obviously, by all means, get in touch with us. But you can also get advice from ACAS on their website or by giving them a ring and their telephone number is on their website. OK, and on to another listener question then, Belinda, which is completely off topic, uh, which we've been talking about uh, for the past 10 minutes or so. Uh, this is from Michelle in Milford Haven. She says, I've split up with my partner, so who is entitled to the child benefit? He works full time and I'm a full time mum. The children are with me four nights a week and I'm with him three nights a week. Thank you. OK, this is a question we get asked a lot. And it can be hard to answer because if you're separated from your partner and you're both responsible for the children or child, the best way to resolve this is to agree between you who will make the claim. And this will usually be the person the child or children live with most of the time. However, frequently people tell us that it's not possible to talk to their ex-partner or to find any common ground. So in those circumstances, you can both make a claim and let HMRC decide who will get the child benefit. There are some quite complicated rules about who has priority, but HMRC will usually give child benefit to the person the child lives with the most. You can't appeal HMRC's decision about who can claim. So to make sure you give HMRC the right information about your situation so they can make the best decision, always contact us at Pembrokeshire Citizens Advice first. Before we finish, Toby, I'd like to talk to your listeners about the EU Settlement Scheme. There seems to be a concern that not everyone to whom it might apply is aware of what they need to do. So who needs to apply for this, Belinda? OK, so the scheme is for EU, EEA and Swiss citizens and their family members who are living in the UK by the 31st of December 2020. They need to apply if they want to stay in the UK unless they have British citizenship, Irish citizenship or indefinite leave to remain. So that means people need to apply even if they've got a permanent residence document. Even if they were born in the UK but are not British or Irish citizens and even if they are family members of someone who doesn't have to apply, for example, a British or Irish citizen. When do the current rights for EU citizens change then? OK, so the guidance states that people should apply to the EU settlement scheme by the 31st of December 2020. It's the date when the rights will change. After the 20, 31st of December 2020, they need settled status or pre-settled status to prove that they have the right to stay in the UK for more than three months, to work and study, to use the NHS or claim the state pension and to rent a home in England or Wales. And they must have settled status after this date to prove they have the right to claim some benefits like universal credit, pension credit and child benefit or to get help with housing from the lo local council. The final deadline for applying is the 30th of June but it's still best if people apply by the 31st of December 2020 because that crucially is when their rights in the UK will change. 
How can people find out more information and get help on this topic then, Belinda? The EU settlement scheme is different from other immigration applications. It's free to apply and applicants only need to prove their identity and nationality, how long they lived in the UK, that they don't have any serious criminal convictions and that they started living in the UK by the 31st of December 2020. Fabulous. Uh, Well, as always, it's great to catch up with you, Belinda. Uh, Thank you ever so much uh, for all of the information there. And uh, we really do appreciate you catching up with us here at Pure West Radio. Uh, Just before we go, can you uh, please give us your contact details? So if anyone would like to know any information on any of the topics we've talked about, or of course, as well, Belinda, you know, each of these topics are very specific on their own merits. How can people get in touch with you for them to discuss their issues with you. Absolutely. Let me just quickly give you some contact details because it is it is important that you do get specific advice. Every every, every question is is related specifically to, to individuals, and there can be lots of uh, of individual things that will that will change the information that we give. So you can contact us by calling our local advice line number, which is oh one four three seven eight zero six zero seven zero. Every weekday, Monday to Friday, from 10 until 2. Um, Alternatively, you can leave a message on one of our answer phones. Both of these are checked daily, Monday to Friday, and we will try to call you back on the same day. So that's either 01437 767936 or 01646 623104. If you prefer to contact us by email then you can do so. We are at advice at pemscab.org or you can send us a message via our website which also gives details on how to contact us and the website address is www.pemscab.org. Belinda, thank you ever so much for your time. We really do appreciate it and make sure you send us in your questions. Pop us an email, studio at purewestradio.com and also you can send us a message via the Facebook page as well. Just search Pure West Radio. Uh, Belinda, always fantastic to catch up. Thank you ever so much for your time. I know how much prep work goes into doing these uh, brilliant features for us here at Pure West Radio. So we really do appreciate it. Thank you. It's a pleasure, Toby. Lovely to speak to you and I hope that's been useful. Citizens Advice Pembrokeshire Update on Pure West Radio. Visit pemscab.org for the latest.